It's the Finding Joy podcast. We are shining a spotlight on the joy that exists in the lives of people all around us. I'm Jerry, along with Rob and Benji. And on this episode, we decided to talk about one of our favorite subjects, which is trying out new coffee. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Gotta love that. And, you know, we also talked about our memories of the best cups of coffee that we had. And our general manager, Rick Davison, will come in and tell us what he thinks about this special coffee. And we're going to ask him to share some insight on the coronavirus pandemic from a believer's perspective. Maybe help calm some of the fears and anxiety that is just seems to be raging right now all over the world. But first, we need to start off with a good cup of coffee. Let's get some coffee, guys. Yep, let's head to the kitchen. That's coffee beans. That's coffee, coffee beans. I've had these sitting in my office for way too long. Some, mm-hmm. this outfit, Himalayan Coffees, contacted me just out of the blue, wondering if I'd be interested in reviewing some of their coffee. <laughs> Twist your arm on <laughs> well, that one. What huh? a question. <laughs> so they sent me this uh, Jalpa Gold from Nepal, the beans, and then two smaller packs of, of ground coffee. Okay. Uh, this is single estate. It's medium roast. And according to the back of the package... Oh, I love this description. The sweetest of our roast, this well-balanced, full-bodied roast, has intense aromas and vibrant flavors of jasmine, smooth caramel, and pears. Okay. I'll buy 10 bags. Yeah. <laughs> They're $25 for a 12-ounce bag. Okay. Wow. wow. It better be so, good. <laughs> yes. That's Alpha what I'm thinking. Gold. So okay. we're going to try and move over here. And I, right. got, I haven't even opened this yet because it's like air sealed. Right. Rob, this is your grinder. Right? Yes. And it suggests uh, two tablespoons or 10 grams for every six ounce cup. Uh, All right. Then the okay, switch on the, the side there. Okay. Every last morsel. What do you think? We're That'll done? be good. Yes. Okay. Hit the button. Where's the button? On the side there. There it is. It, tap the top a little bit. There you go. So this way you get some of that goodness in there all right sniff test social distancing mm. <laughs> oh man that smells really good oh that is nice I that is nice yeah shake it in there right all right so now we just wait for a couple of minutes and we should have coffee and uh, we'll sit down and taste it there we all go all right all right, the coffee appears to be done. It's it, done. It, uh, I don't know, Rob, if you can get a little video. That looks very dark. Actually, it looks a little light to me, but really, it? yeah. I, it looks, uh, it looks kind of dark. But all right, well, we'll, we'll find see out. See what happens with it. it. Smells good. Yeah, I notice Rob's cup already has some half and half in it. Yeah, it does look lighter when you're pouring. All right, shall we go have a seat? And yeah, let's go make our way All right. to the uh, studio and no sipping on the way. Okay. Okay, we're back in the studio, and we have our Himalayan coffee. This one is Jalpa Gold from Nepal. It's uh, a medium roast whole bean grown with Himalayan snow melt water, hand-picked and hand-sorted. The Himalayan snow melt water. That's, I think they had me at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. All right. So let's, uh, it's still nice and hot. All right. Yes. Here we go. Time Here to go. check it out. 
It's not bad. It could have been a little stronger. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I'm tasting something a little nutty almost. I hear Himalayan snow water is a little nutty. That was mm. that was sarcasm. Yes. <laughs> the that, joke, son. Don't you get it, son? It's that new thing <laughs> called sarcasm. It's pretty good. I, th- I feel yeah. like we we probably should have brewed it stronger. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm think thinking so. too. Maybe okay. less water. You know, it's still good though. Yeah, it, it is very good. Nice and smooth. Yeah. I'm not sure what jasmine's supposed to taste like. I do uh, taste some spiciness in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, overall, it's very good. I'll be very interested to try the other two varieties. I do as taste well. the jasmine. Do I you do, really? I, I do. Yeah. And we'll have a, a, a link to this in the show notes. It's HimalayanCoffees.com where you can find out more about it. It is not inexpensive, but it is good. Yes. What do you? What would you guys say is the best coffee? Can you like put your finger on the best coffee you've ever had? Oh. I remember it. But I don't know what it was. I was really, I was still in elementary school. And we were having, we were living, I think it was in Cranford, New Jersey. And we hadn't been there very long. My dad had just accepted that pastorship. And uh, we went over to a couple's house. And they were originally from Virginia. And had dinner. And she had coffee after dinner. And it smelled so good, I asked my folks if I could have a cup. And they let me have a cup. And it was Without a doubt, the best coffee I had ever. Of course, up until that point, it was only about the second or third time I'd ever tasted coffee. <laughs> but you got to remember, growing up, we used to make coffee in a percolator. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the you've seen percolators, right, Ben? Oh yeah, oh, sure, okay, okay. sure. Where well, you know, I actually, I prefer really the percolator. I think it that makes the best coffee to me. A little old fashioned. Yeah, but, um, but if you leave it on there too long, yes, yeah, yeah, because it just keeps pumping the water back through, mm-hmm. right. Once it gets coffee, it still goes. I'll usually use one of the old fashioned electric ones, so that'll stop after a certain amount of time. But But it's still, yeah, and if you turn it off the heat, then it's only hot for a little while. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so she, so I don't know if she had put something in there. It was, it was just wonderful coffee. Yeah. It was, it was smooth, but still bold. It was bold and smooth at the same time. Hmm. It was chock full of nuts, heavenly coffee. It may have very well been, you know, something that she got at the AMP or shop, right? right yeah, probably. You know. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if sometimes the best coffees that we could think of have something to do with the environment that they're in, because I think, I believe it was instant coffee that really? I had at my grandparents' house, but just being at my grandparents' mm-hmm. house. And that was like the only time growing up that I really had an opportunity to have coffee. My grandparents, they they were okay with me <laughs> trying a little bit of coffee. And right. I thought it was just, it was great. And, you know, looking back, the taste, it was more like, I guess, hot cocoa than anything because, you know, it put a bunch of cream and sugar yeah. in it. Yeah. But, <laughs> and my uh, palate has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, you know, the memories that come with coffee yes you know can yeah. be big time yeah absolutely yeah i mean i can remember growing up um and whenever especially when my grandmother and grandfather from my dad's side would come out to um to to stay with us six six thirty in the morning waking up <laughs> and smelling that coffee that my grandmother was making on the percolator along with you know probably she'd had a half pack of palm malls by then too <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was just something about that smell of the coffee in the morning and then she would make me you know it would be half coffee half milk 
<laughs> um, and again, probably like four or five, six packs of sugar in there. But, you know, I would, such great memories. Talking about memories, I remember one year we went and uh, I can't remember how many of us. But we got like a beach house in Myrtle Beach or something. I know it was at least my sister and her family, me and Terry. And I can't remember if Kelsey was even born yet, if it was that far long ago. And my mom and dad. And it was always a race in the morning. And of course, we're on vacation. It's the beach. You want to sleep in. But we all set alarms earlier and earlier every day to see who could be the first to get to the coffee maker to make the coffee. Because my dad liked it that you would stand in a quarter and it could stand up by itself. <laughs> that strong. He would use almost a half a can of coffee. And every We were buying coffee four times. We were there for a week. Or, or so whoever could get there and make the coffee first. And right. if I beat him to it. He would have to wait till that pot was empty and make a new pot for himself because it just wasn't strong enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I had drank any of that coffee, I'd still be awake. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, he made that stuff so strong till the day he died. My dad just, just loved that coffee. Nothing like a good cup of mud first thing in the morning, you know? <laughs> in just a little bit, we're going to invite our general manager, Rick Davison, in. Let him get a taste of this Himalayan snowmelt coffee. And we actually went back and rebrewed another pot because we thought that one tasted a little on the weak side. So I did like twice as much coffee grounds and it, it tastes almost identically the yeah. same. So I think it's just a very <laughs> mild brew. Yeah, yeah, but still delicious. It oh, is yeah, very it is good, very yes, good. as we continue to enjoy mm. our coffee right now. <laughs> you know, in all seriousness, you know, with everything that has been going on with the coronavirus pandemic, we have a bunch of resources at our website, thejoyfm.com, to calm your fears, to answer your questions, and even inspire you to do some things in your own community. We have the frequently asked questions of coronavirus, and it was a great segment that the morning cruise did. And you know, a lot of churches are not able to gather on Sundays. So what we have done is we have Put the call out to churches to say, what are you doing to provide worship services online? And we've gotten a good response so oh, far. Yeah. So if you are looking for a church that is providing online church services, whether it be Saturdays, Sundays, even Wednesday night services. Well, and some of them have archive services that you can watch whenever you want to. Right. Absolutely. Well. You can go check out the online church page at thejoyfm.com. And another thing you can check out as well, uh, there is a huge need for food. We have got so many people that are temporarily out of work because of the pandemic. And a lot of the food banks are really hurting right now. Yeah. They need donations in the worst way. So we have started compiling a list at thejoyfm.com and we've gone community by community. So if you live in the Atlanta area, you can check out some food banks there, Macon, Columbus, Athens, North Georgia. And we want to hear from those food banks as well that have a need. We want to help you hopefully stock up your shelves so you can continue to do the work that God has called you to do. That is part of the Help Now page. All of those pages are at our website, thejoyfm.com. And we've got links in the show notes too. Are you finding yourself not knowing what to say to your kiddos about what's going on in the world today? That's exactly why I talk with Candace Couch on the latest episode of The Jewel Show podcast. 
She's a licensed professional counselor and gives some great advice. Kids, even if they don't know exactly what's going on, they have the best radars. So they are always kind of detecting how their parents are feeling. Hear more from Candace Couch. Go to thejoyfm.com slash jewels or anywhere you get your podcast from. Well, look. It's, it's our boss. Hello there. General manager Rick. of the Joy FM, Rick Davison. Where there is a free cup of coffee, <laughs> Rick is not far away. <laughs> and this is not one of the coffees that you had to go all the way out and buy because you normally are the guy that does that. But we got this yeah. from. He is uh, our hero with that. Yes, he is. Himalayan coffees, this Jalpa Gold from Nepal, it's grown with Himalayan snowmelt water. I'm I'm impressed. It yes. tastes very good. Now you yeah. also are drinking it with cream. I'm drinking it with cream, but it really shouldn't be. You shouldn't add cream. Yeah. And I don't even think you need anything to sweeten it. No. No, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely got a sweet flavor to it. Benji claims he can taste the jasmine. <laughs> I, I have no idea what jasmine tastes I, yeah, like. I, I feel know. like I can pick it out. <laughs> well, if anybody would, Benji would. <laughs> right. right. That's right. <laughs> this particular episode came about kind of all at once Mm -hmm. with everything that's been going on in the world we thought maybe you know i've had this coffee sitting around we need we need to eventually get to that or they're never going to send me more to review (laughs) and i don't want that pipeline drying up but also with everything that's going on with you know what i don't know that we're going to have a chance to get people to actually come in here or us go someplace because we normally go to a public place like a coffee shop or or, or, or something like that to record episodes of the podcast with as much stuff as we have being canceled and closed down and limiting the size of crowds with the coronavirus. I thought, well, maybe we just get us together and see if Rick could join us and talk a little bit about coffee and comfort and coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and the comfort part is not just the coffee and the fellowship, but just about keeping our heads about us. We know that this is something that's serious, that's spreading across the world, but we also know who holds the world and maybe just offer a little hope and a little comfort for ourselves as well as those people who are listening to the podcast. Have you ever gotten up in the morning and from a dream during the night had a song come to you and when you got up the next morning, it was almost like you were singing that song? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, about a week or 10 days ago, because of what all our family's been going mm. through personally, I woke up with the lyrics of, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Yeah. Mm. And it's an old song from long ago, uh, which probably shows my age, but it was a song that kept rattling around in my head all that day and couldn't remember all the lyrics and went online and looked it up, and, and it reads like a poem. But the, the, the real point is, is that we don't know what the future holds. We know who holds the future. We, we have to put our trust in Him. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, there are many things, many ways, I should say, of how I believe the Lord uses the Joy FM. And one of those is to excite his presence in our lives, our sense of his presence in our lives. And when we become more sensitive to the fact that he's there through the music and the fellowship and the other things, we enter into what 
the presence of the Lord brings. And in the presence of the Lord, there is liberty. There is comfort. There is joy. And so I think one of the ways that we bring joy into people's lives is through the peace and the joy and the comfort that comes through the Holy Spirit and reminding everyone, hey, we're in his presence. And when we're in his presence, there is a fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that when we focus more on him, it gives perspective to all the other things. I don't think any one of us would want to make light of the coronavirus. Uh, I, I don't think that at all. But I think the coronavirus kind of in a metaphorical way reminds me of something that's true in our walk with the Lord. We go into Christianity, and Christianity has so many things built into it that are morally based. And those things are really important. I, I'm not saying this to downplay the importance of the moral parameters of the Christian faith. But if you stop with just the moral parameters of the Christian faith. You do what Martha did with when, yeah. when Jesus came to visit. You leave out the best part. Hmm. You know, Martha, you're very busy keeping all the laws and, and keeping up the moral structure. But the best part of Christianity, of the Christian faith, is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I think the, the coronavirus is sort of a metaphor for that. We, we're not downplaying its importance. We're not downplaying its effect. But what we're trying to say is, is that we don't want to get caught up in that and not be able to enjoy what's really wonderful. And that is whether we're at home, working from home, or, or you know, whatever, spending time with the Lord in his presence and enjoy listening to what he has to say. I was thrilled with Pat Williams, who is the owner of the Orlando Magic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He did an interview the other day on ESPN, mm -hmm. and they asked him, what are we going to do? There's no basketball. There's no this. There's no that. And Pat, in his inimitable style, said, well, it's a great time to pull out a book you, didn't, you haven't read in a long time. Maybe it's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that way, yes. <laughs> you know, maybe it's the Bible. You know, and and uh, I think that God uses all things to our profit. Uh, Romans 8.28 uses the word good, but if you also look at the Greek, it really means I'm going to profit by everything that happens to me in my life. And so the inconveniences that we're having now, we will profit from. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, a, that's an important thing to, to stay focused on. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is a peace that passes all understanding. There is a joy that is full and unspeakable. You can't even begin to describe it. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, he, and he promises us. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll never put more on you than you can bear. And you know what? I can make a way of escape for you. And I love the words of the Lord to Joshua 
It's in the very first chapter of the book of Joshua, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? In other words, that's strong. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed or downhearted. For the Lord thy God is with you, whithersoever you go. He told David, David wrote in the 23rd Psalm, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Mm, Yes. What gives us our power in our lives? I, I think the one thing that separates us from everyone else in the world as Christian believers is the presence of the Lord in our lives. In one of the greatest prayers that was ever intercessory prayers that was ever prayed by Moses, it was prayed by Moses. And he said, Lord, you have told us that you're going to give us a land of milk and honey. You've told us that you're going to, you're going to fulfill all your promises. You're going to lead us to this place and all that. But there's one thing you haven't done yet. You haven't assured us that your presence will go with us. And then he asked the question, Lord, how will the world know we are yours if your presence doesn't go with us. And that's the difference between us and those who don't believe. It is the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. And He fills us. He is inside us. And with Him comes comfort, Mm -hmm. joy. Just bring it all the way back around. Comfort, joy, and peace. And so I, I find myself going back to that over and over again in my own life because it's easy. You know, you start watching all these cable news shows and the broadcast television networks and everything, and it's really easy to let that affect you. Uh, it's, you're missing the best part, as Jesus told Martha. Mm-hmm. Uh, do what Mary did. Sit at Jesus' feet, be in his presence, and listen to him. Right. You talked about Paul. One of my favorite things that Paul said was from 2 Corinthians, where he talks about for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. And he, whatever we go through, Paul refers to that as momentary light affliction. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go, that's, that's, I believe, in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians. And if you drop back to the last chapter in 2 Corinthians, he talks about what all happened to him. Yeah. Twice I was shipwrecked, left for dead, beaten, you know, all these different things that are just horrific. And, he, and that's the context of these momentary light afflictions yeah. hmm. because we're gaining, because as he says there, we may be failing on the outside but we're growing stronger on the inside. Mm-hmm. And one of the images I always take from the 23rd Psalm is where, where David says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Doesn't do away with the enemies, but he's, you know what, sit down. Let's, 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 let's have a meal. 
even in the presence of his enemies. And I picture that the way they did warfare back in David's day, they would line up on opposite sides of the field with hundreds of men and chariots and, and swords and horses. And in the middle of all that, God sets a table. Hmm. That's a powerful picture. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Jerry and I were talking after the weekend and after this is really starting to ramp up. I personally, um, I, I was struggling. You know, there's as a lot of people are mm-hmm. with uh, with my flesh wanting to wanting to worry. You know that that and that's that is not the Christ in me, and that's not uh, where you know that worry is not coming from God. But what I'm finding in that there's a quote from A. W. Tozer that I've heard uh, said many times throughout all of this, and that is a scared world needs a fearless church. And um, that's, that's us. And so the fear, there, there is no room for it when we know what we know. And what we know is what you were just describing is that our God is walking through all of this with us. And he will be glorified mm. in the end, no matter what. It's, it's a reality that I think we all have to come to grips with when we worry. And when we worry, like I have, I have struggled with, I have to look at why. Why am I worrying? And it is a trust issue. Mm. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm just glad that in the midst of all of this, I'm not glad that it's going on, but I'm glad that in the midst of it, I'm coming to realizations that I need to trust God more. It's an amazing thing that we can trust God for eternity and talk about it and look forward <laughs> yeah, to it, yeah. <laughs> but we don't trust him in the next 20 minutes. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And you look at and, – and, and my fault is, has been – or what I've done wrong probably is to look at the news a little and, get, and just get caught up in it. And I'll watch a, one of the Sunday news programs, and then the next <laughs> one comes on. I'm, I'm going to watch that. And they're yeah. saying the same thing over and over, and it's just like cycling in, in my, my flesh yeah. mind right. <laughs> that, that uh, you know, this is, this is going to get us, you know. But, you know, we know who gets the victory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, even if it does, we'll profit from it. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Yeah. You know. That doesn't mean we should be cavalier. It doesn't mean that we should be careless or any of those things. But as we walk circumspectly or very carefully through life, we can trust him that he will wrap his arms around us and bathe us in his love and his presence. And if God never did anything else for me, he has already given and extended to me precious promises, wondrous treasures in my family, every member of my family, uh, that he's already given me more than I could ever possibly deserve or ever hope for. So every minute I get, it's just a plus and a surplus. You know, it's, it, it's something in addition. And, uh, and to live is Christ, to die is gain. And, um, that is our outlook. That's the joy that comes, that bittersweet. Life is like bittersweet chocolate. Mm. You know, you taste the bitter with the sweet together. Time is bittersweet. But eternity 
is going to be oh so very sweet, sweeter than Hershey ever dreamed of. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, eye has not seen nor ear heard the things that God has for us. And as C.S. Lewis said, he went through world. He went through boot camp because he knew he could endure that six weeks because it would it was going to prepare him for war. And he was fine with seventy years, although he didn't quite get to seventy. He was fine with seventy years in this world in time, because whatever he had to struggle with or deal with in these seventy years was going to prepare him for an eternity mm. with with his father. And uh, so I think that, that that's where the joy comes from. It's bittersweet at times. But it, I, 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 how many times have you ever been brokenhearted, just totally broken before the Lord? And you get out on your knees and you, you humble yourself and you begin to talk to him about the hurt. And suddenly you feel this feeling that you can't describe. There's something that comes that is so sweet. There's a sweetness in the atmosphere. And uh, so there, there are those bittersweet moments in our lives, and we don't experience those without challenges, without sacrifices. There's one other C.S. Lewis quote, and I, and I recommend this for everyone. He said something along the lines of, there is nothing that is more healing than time spent with paper and ink, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, I remember getting up one morning and feeling, this was about 12 years ago, and I said, I feel so, Lord, I just need to talk to you. And uh, I thought, you know, Lord, what would be really wonderful? You're talking about that meal in the middle of the yeah, battlefield. Yeah. I said, Lord, what I would give to have a cup of coffee with you. Yeah. And then the thought occurred to me, hey, you can have a cup of coffee with it. So I began 12 years ago sitting down in the morning with a notebook, paper, pen, ink, and a cup of coffee, and that's my time. That's my coffee time with God. And there is such a richness in that. In, in that. And I just journal, journal my prayers, and I find such peace in those moments and uh, whenever, and I've had friends who have lost spouses and loved ones, and and they talk to me about the the the, the pain that they're feeling inside, and I just tell them, get a notebook like you had in high school, <laughs> get a pen, and spend quiet time with God, and just write those feelings down, hmm. and talk about them. There is something that is so healing. When we put our fears and our anxieties and our worries and our pain on a piece of paper with ink and really offer it to the Lord. Now, I use it because I'm a little ADD, and I start praying, and about 12 words later, I catch myself, and I'm staring out into oblivion <laughs> and forgot where I was. So uh, I'm kind of an old guy, so that kind of thing happens to me. So the really nice thing is is that I'm able to keep up my concentration using pen and ink. So that's a that's a, just a for those of us who have um, general anxiety disorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is that is one of the ways of being able to to have that healing time where we write it on paper and we can look at it and read it. And honestly, in this day, 
where a lot of people are spending a lot of extra time at home. And I hear and see lots of suggestions on what you, what can I do in this time where yeah. mm-hmm. I've got all this time on my hands? My goodness, man, this is an opportunity yeah. to spend yeah. some time with the Lord and journal. Right. As you said, I've, I, I hadn't even thought about putting that at the top of the list, but uh, mm-hmm. that is, that is a good thought for all of us. I think you know, the one thing that I have found is, you know, I really limit myself to what, you know, watching the news, watching, mm-hmm. you know, and getting to try to fight off that fear. I mean, mm-hmm. even perusing through social media, you know, I'll see people that that can be worse. Sometimes that can be <laughs> worse with, with getting you know, your neighbor's uh, perspective on things. Yeah, I don't look for that. I yeah. mean, it's it, I'll if I see somebody you know that it starts to go negative, I pass by that one. I just can't. Yeah. yeah, I look for the good things that are coming out of this, and you certainly are seeing a lot of that, where you know people are coming together. What can we do to help our neighbors? Mm-hmm. What can we do to help? The, you know, those that are, are homebound right now that really should not be out. And that's what I look for in right. this whole thing. And that's what helps me keep my perspective on things and keeps that calm in me to mm. see that there is good coming out of this. And you're seeing the church really start to rise up. I did see two things uh, on social media, and I don't know that either of them were from people of faith, mm-hmm. but they were very good and very positive. The first was Max Brooks, who is the son of Mel Brooks, mm. the comedian and writer. And it's a little video, and Max is standing outside of Mel's house, and Mel is behind the glass door, and Max is talking about, listen, I'm young, I'm 47, even if I get coronavirus, I'm going to be okay. But my dad is 93, and he might not be. Mm-hmm. And so if I gave it to him, he could give it to Carl Reiner. And then Carl Reiner <laughs> could give it to Dick Van Dyke. I could wipe out an entire generation of comedy greats. <laughs> Please, stay at home and wash your right. hands for the comedy greats of an entire generation. And Mel tells him, go home, go home. <laughs> Another one I saw was a little more serious, was uh, a, a guy who was a garbage man. And he put on Twitter, you know, I can't work from home. I, I can't do my job from home. And he goes, it's, 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 sometimes it's boring because it's repetitive and, and, and it's, it's backbreaking at times and you have to be out there in all kinds of weather. But what I do is important and I have to keep doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it. And you want to thank the other people who are doing things like policemen and, and firefighters and, and paramedics and those people who can't do their job from home. We're going to be out here and we're going to be okay. Just And it went viral and the guy couldn't believe that this, this tweet from a garbage man went viral because he was just expressing his desire to do the right thing and to encourage other people to do the right thing and to be strong and even in the midst of this pandemic to be courageous. I think for all of us, you know, just to be smart, even even if you feel confident as you should that the Lord is walking with us through all of this, we still want to do all of the things that, you know, proven science that says yes. we, we should oh, keep yeah, our distance. Absolutely. We shouldn't we shouldn't do anything to uh, endanger. God being with you doesn't erase the enemy, doesn't erase is when Peter got out of the boat, when Jesus was walking across the water and, and, and Peter said, if it's really you, call me to come out. And Peter came out. That didn't stop the wind, and the wind is actually what distracted Peter and, and, and caused him to start sinking. That stuff is all very real. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, God decided to let that real stuff continue to happen even as he walks with us through it. He doesn't erase it. He just walks with us through it. And so there are things that we, those momentary light afflictions, we have to go through for whatever reason God has decided to allow that to be. 
So you're right. We do need to be wise. Well, Rick, I appreciate you coming yeah. by. Yes. Having a little I'm coffee. Delighted to do so. Especially with this cup of coffee. Yeah, it was <laughs> good. Absolutely. Good stuff. <laughs> I think it's interesting to note that in that first segment we were talking about some of the best cups of coffee we've mm-hmm. ever had yeah. and relating that to the, our environments me being at my grandparents house and jerry had a couple of great stories about being around family and and rob you had a story about visiting with somebody yeah my grandparents coming out to <laughs> us yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great right. story <laughs> And I think that that conversation that we had with Rick, we can probably put in with all of those Yeah, great mm-hmm. conversations yeah. for an interesting time in our history. I feel like during this time when a lot of people do have time at home, that conversations are going to be important during this time. I'm already feeling that, you know, just this morning waking up and uh, we've got a close family member staying with us and just hearing a little bit more about some family history Mm, I'd never even heard before, you know, putting our screens down, getting face to face from six feet away. Yeah. (laughs) After you finish this episode. Right, right, right. It's a good idea. It's a good idea to have conversations with our loved ones. Another situation that just came up, which did involve a screen. Screens are not all bad. When you are using it for FaceTime, like I did with my mom. My mom, I was texting with her just a couple of nights ago. She said she was just struggling with feeling lonely. Just like with Rick and his wife, Roxanne, dealing with the passing of some close family members. My mom is still dealing with the passing of my stepdad a few months ago. And this is really hitting her hard right now. Family visiting has been very important to her and her grieving process. And now it's not that great of an idea. So I decided to get my daughter and we FaceTimed with her and just to brighten her day. That's great. That is uh, important. So I think, you know, during this time when we're considering what it is that we need to do, have conversations. Yeah. You know, yeah. sit around the kitchen table. Talk about things that are meaningful and above all, have meaningful conversations about the Lord Mm -hmm. during this time. You know, I think a lot of us are thinking about our mortality right now, to be honest. And as Rick pointed to the story of Mary and Martha, there is a very important lesson to be learned from that. Let me give you that scripture that comes from Luke 10. Uh, Starting in verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. I love those last words and it will not be taken away from her. A lot of what we have experienced 
in our normal world has been taken away from us, mm-hmm. hopefully temporarily. Yeah. But our time with the Lord will not be taken away from us. Then, now, forever. It's important. And I feel like we're leaving a legacy for those that come up behind us for this time that our time spent now with the Lord is going to make a difference in those lives that are coming up behind us. That's for sure. Well, our next episode of the Finding Joy podcast is due out on Thursday, April the 9th. Again, you can find that wherever fine podcasts are available. Uh, It's on Google Play and Apple and Stitcher and Spotify. And, of course, it's very easy to find it as well, especially if you're new to podcasts on our website, thejoyfm.com, the on-air tab at the top of the page. Scroll down and you'll see a link to the Joy FM podcast. we got a bunch of them, the Finding Joy podcast, one of them. If you would be so kind, if you subscribe (laughs) to the Finding Joy podcast, give us a five-star rating, and that helps more people find the Finding Joy podcast. So you have an opportunity to help others find joy with the Finding Joy podcast. You can email us your comments, questions, and suggestions at findingjoypodcast at thejoyfm.com. We would love to hear your ideas for future podcasts. And you could also follow us on all the social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And all of those links are at our website as well, thejoyfm.com. So thanks again for uh, allowing us to be a part of your day today. Again, looking forward to seeing you the next episode of the Finding Joy podcast on April the 9th. And wash your hands. <laughs>